it started out as a regular day. I woke up at 7.30. My mom yelled at me to come down and go get breakfast. I had cereal, eggs, bacon. Went up, got dressed, and got ready for school. And my mom dropped me off. She said, have a great day, honey. And in a passing manner, I just said, okay, I love you, mom. Went to class, had physics, got a less than desirable score on my test, had math, had history, and then lunch rolled around. And you know, my high school is a pretty cliche high school. There's the jocks, there's a bunch of meatheads, football, hockey, baseball, all they talk about is sports. You got the cheerleaders. More of the bitchy type. Talk smack behind everyone's back. The nerds. You know. Just real stereotype. But the thing that made our high school different was our school had this little clique of kids called the Trenchcoat Mafia. And these kids, you know, they got made fun of a lot. I'm not going to play lightly. People kind of really dug into these kids. And as the name would imply, they wore trench coats to school every day. And they were kind of the more edgier, you know, people say emo crowd. People didn't really like them. They were, they were really shitty and just hated everything. But that day at lunch... Not a single one of them was there. And it was very obvious that they weren't there because every day when they would walk in and their giant pack of 10 of them, everyone would just kind of look at them because it was standing in the middle of the hallway, just kind of judging everyone. It would look at them and snicker and laugh and kind of poke fun of them. But they weren't there. Not a single one of them. I didn't think anything of it. No. So I was there eating my sandwich, normal day. And through the window outside the cafeteria, I see my friend Jake. And he's running down the hill, and his leg's bloody. And I didn't think anything of it. I just thought, oh, he just tripped down the hill, and he's just running back to school. But there was morbid fear in his eyes he was screaming and then I hear just and I thought it was just hammers or construction outside the roof but then I just hear it again just two bangs and that's when the teacher runs in the cafeteria and just says everyone get down leave this is not a drill Leave, get, protect yourselves at all costs. And I was in shock. I didn't know what was going on. And but everyone in the cafeteria, some 350 people rushing to this one door, trying to get out of the cafeteria and just flooding into this hallway so we can just get to the exit of the school. And it was like a pack, 300 rats trying to escape a fire. They were stacked on top of each other. People clawing at each other just to try to get out this door. 
And then I kept hearing these bangs, and it finally clicked that there were shooters at our school. And they were in the building now because it was so loud. And I was in the back of the pack because I was in so much shock over what the teacher said. It clicked to me. It's either I have to find another exit or once those shooters turn the, turn that corner, I'm going to be the first to die. So I start sprinting towards the gunfire, just trying to find another exit. And as I turn the corner, I see one of them. And it was 100% a fight or flight moment. And so I just start sprinting back in the other direction. And by this time, the shooter has seen me. And he starts firing at me. And every shot makes me run faster. And thank God, but he missed every shot. Because I knew if he did hit me or just winged me anything, I'd be down. He would come and finish the job. And as I turned that corner, everyone is gone. So I just sprint out of that building. The date is 1999, April 20th, Columbine High School. The story you just heard was of Craig Scott, one of the lucky survivors of the Columbine shooting. In today's episode, we're going to be diving into who were these shooters, what drove them to the point of shooting up an entire high school, were there any signs that indicated that they were deranged and had mental health issues, and were these mental health issues similar to a lot of what the Gen Z population is experiencing right now, and if they are, how as a society, can we take precautions to make sure that this doesn't happen and people with mental health issues are getting the help they need? This is Colin Baumger from Syracuse University, and then you're listening to Generation Station.